Welcome back, everyone, and today, uh, just a few housekeeping things before we get into it. Um, you know, make sure to go check out the Twitter at Chilton Sports Official, and I just want to thank everyone for the support, and this week we were supposed to have a special guest, guest, but, um, you know, with work and everything, he wasn't able to make it, you know, time constrictions, and that's fine, you know, maybe we'll get him on one day in the future, but, um... Today, the main focus is going to be a lot of NBA um, with the trade deadline coming up. Trade deadline is actually today, and I'm Central Time uh, USA, so it's going to be at 2 o'clock for me. Eastern Time is 3 o'clock. Uh, that's, that's, that's what it was listed as. But um, just this is some previous, before, this is probably some things I took at the beginning of the week as far as note-wise. Um Harden definitely wants out of New York. Um, he came out and said that he wanted out of New York. Actually, uh, Woj reported, and he is kind of he's kind of scared to make it an official tr asking for a trade. Scared to make it official because of the backlash that he may he may face from the media. And he's exactly right. He would he would face backlash. Um, you know, two teams and two tra asking for a trade out of two teams in two years, uh, it's not a good look as far as a superstar in this league, an MVP. Um, you know, as a as the leader, you know, the MVP, one of the best players in the league, you're supposed to accept the challenge, kind of like Dame is doing over in Portland. We'll get into what Portland did as far as trades here in a second. Um, kind of some interesting trades. Uh, for Dame, kind of feel bad for the guy, but um, uh, as far as um, CJ McCollum, uh, a lot of people kind of suspected that he would go to Dallas, and CJ McCollum would be a amazing fit in Dallas if that happens. If any trades happen while I'm recording this this podcast. I'll try to hop on and I'll try to look at my phone and let y'all know, check it every now and then. If trade does come through, we'll talk about it. Um, but Bradley Beal, we're going to move on to Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards. I know I haven't really talked about a lot of NBA in this podcast yet, but every now and then, you know, we'll talk about the NBA. We might talk about some NFL a little bit later on, talk about some coach hirings and maybe a little preview of the Super Bowl, just kind of my prediction and what I think is going to happen. As far as Bradley Bill, though, um, he's got to get out. It's kind of like how everyone has been saying for the past few years that Damian Lillard needs to leave Portland. It's time for Bradley Bill to leave Washington. He's going to get nowhere. He's wasting his prime. He's wasting valuable years of his career, and he's not going to he's not going to accomplish anything in Washington besides maybe a scoring title and All Star games. I mean. Uh, Washington, they they hadn't made any moves in, in the trades <clears throat> as far as right now. They might in a second. I don't know. Like I said, I'll check my phone. But um, uh, it's time for Bradley Bill to get out. You know, um, we're gonna move on. I'm not, I know I'm moving a little bit fast, but I'm just trying to pump out as much information as I got, just in case a trade comes in and we need to talk about it. Um, Julius Randall, he. He wants that in New York. He came out publicly and said that that is false, that he does not want out of New York. But he needs to get out of New York. 
because he's going to go nowhere. He he is career. I mean, he's a, he's an old dude, only getting older. Um, and New York th- today is the day they need to trade him. Today is the day that he needs to get out because the way that Julius Randle's career has progressed last year, you know, he was doing really good. Um, and you need to trade him and try to get a decent young piece for him while you can because. Longer he's on your team, and the longer he's complaining about what's going on as far as the coaching and just overall play, uh, he hadn't played good this season. Um, I would, I would put him and Russell Westbrook in the same category. We're going to get into Russell Westbrook in a minute, and we're also going to get into the trades in a minute. I'm just going to, I'm talking through some of the interesting things that I picked up on throughout this past week as far as NBA news. Um, but yeah, Julius Randle, he needs to, he needs to figure it out and he needs to figure out if he wants to be there or not. Um, because he, there was a video released the other day, it was mid game timeout, I believe. And one of the staff came up to Julius Randle to try to talk to him about the play, show him some film. And he slapped the computer out of the guy's hands. I mean, that's. You can't do that as far as a player. You have to control yourself, and he lost his cool, and that that wasn't cool. Um, you know, just put it plain and simple. But um, as far as the Lakers, um, Malik Monk and LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, um, Malik Monk is... He's uh, he's emerging as the third scoring option for the Lakers. What is Russell Westbrook doing? I mean, what what is the guy? What is he accomplishing out there? Turnovers and playtime, maybe a few rebounds and top of the backboard shots, basically air balls. I mean, it's it's bad what Russell what Russell's been doing. Um, uh, as far as LeBron, LeBron, he he has been struggling a little bit. But as overall, uh, LeBron's being LeBron. LeBron's doing what he's been doing for 19 years in the league. And it's kind of like Tom Brady. He's been dominating as soon as he came in the league, and he's going to continue to dominate until after he leaves the league. Because he's going to dominate in a lot of aspects after he leaves this league. Um, but we're just going to move on here, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Russell Westbrook. Um you can kind of see, if you know you're watching the games, you can kind of see that LeBron and AD are tired of Russell. Uh, LeBron, I mean, Russell came up to LeBron and AD the other night when they lost, of course, and he was trying to console them, you know, talk to them about everything that happened, and they didn't really have, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. They didn't want to talk, they didn't want to look at him. Literally, LeBron did not even look at him when he was talking. LeBron was looking down. That's and they're five and eleven over the past. What is that? Sixteen games, um, sixteen seventeen games. That's a terrible record. Um, and it's just it's getting bad at this point. I don't even think right now the Lakers are a playoff team. I think right now the Lakers are struggling to be in the play-in tournament, if it happens. Um, if they even get to the play-in tournament. Um, uh, 
because as much as I love Malik Monk, as flashy as he is with his donks and his uh, jumping ability uh, and everything else, he he's he should not be the top, the top three. He he shouldn't be in the top five scoring options on your team. And he's top three for the Lakers. He, I mean, he's emerging and he's averaging a good bit. Um, but I had just, it's looking bad for the Lakers, and they gotta they gotta make some moves at this trade deadline. But the thing is, they can't make moves because all of the players on the team are old. What are you gonna trade? Are you gonna trade Taylor Horton Tucker? He's your he's your, he's your youngest player, and he's. One of the best. Uh, he was one of the best last year. He's one of the youngest players. I mean, are you going to trade uh, Old Mello? Are you going to trade to Wash Dwight? Are you going to trade to Wash Russell Westbrook? Who are you going to trade? What are you going to trade for? Because you can't trade for picks. You can't trade for a young player because what team is going to accept a declining Russell Westbrook, a, a steeply declining Russell Westbrook, a basically invisible Dwight Howard and you you might trade Anthony Davis but the way he's playing this year who wants him what I mean what what has he done good this year has he had over 40 has he had 40 because I don't think so but uh, I'm done I'm done with the Lakers uh the Lakers they're not winning the ring this year the I I couldn't tell you at this point who's going to win the ring. It's looking like Milwaukee, um, because Milwaukee blew the Lakers out by like fifteen or thirty something like that. I mean it it was over at halftime. I mean, um, but we're going to move on from the Lakers. I'm I'm done talking about them. There's nothing more I can really say or think to say, besides they have no trade value, and they're old and they're slow. And it seems as if sometimes no one really gives an effort to pursue the basketball or pursue pursue someone to defend. It, the effort's not there. The defense isn't there. They're slow. They can't keep up with a player like John Morant, per se. And we're going to talk about John Morant here. John Morant, has, he's had a breakout season this year. Uh, he's no doubt an all-star, obviously. He got selected for the game. Um, but John Morant, he, he, he's like, he's like a baby Russell Westbrook, a baby Russell Westbrook that can shoot because <laughs> we all know Russell can't shoot, but he has the explosiveness and he has a great IQ and a great understanding of the game. And he also has a silky shot. Um, and I think he's going to be great in this league for years to come. I don't really know what great point guard or player that I would compare him to. He's kind of his own beast. I just said a baby Russell Westbrook, I know. But he's not like, he, I mean, he's like Russell Westbrook because of his, his explosiveness, but that's it. Because Russell doesn't doesn't really have handles. Russell can't shoot. Um, but besides that, uh, I'm going to get into some trades here. And we're going to start out just in order from oldest to newest. And the newest trade actually happened like 15 minutes ago. I was trying to get all the trades uh, written down on my little notepad, just trying to keep up with everything and hoping that I could start recording before another trade actually happens. But um, no doubt after this, after I finish recording, a trade's going to happen. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Um, 
But like I said, starting out, uh, the Clippers and the Trailblazers, they had a trade. And the Clippers, they got Robert Covington, a normal, Norman, normal, Norman Powell, Robert Covington and Norman Powell, for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second round pick. So just to clear it up here, the Clippers got Rocco and Norman Powell. The Trailblazers got Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson. And I don't understand what the Trailblazers management is doing. You just traded away Norman Powell, who is a great two-way player, and Rocco, who is a great two-way player also. He's a 3 and D guy. Um, for Eric Bledsoe and Justice Winslow, and whoever Keon Johnson is, and what are you going to do with that 2025 second-round pick? Who are you going to pick? There's not going to be anyone that is a franchise-changing or a top-three scorer picked in the second round unless it's a rare occurrence. I mean, it's the Trailblazers, they got burnt on this trade bad. Uh, they really did. They got burnt on this trade. And I feel bad for Dame. And Dame, I know you love the grind, but... If for some reason you end up listening to this podcast, it's time to head out, bro. It's time to get out of Portland. Uh, moving on, we got the Cavs and the Pacers. The Cavaliers, they got Karis LeVert and a 2022 second round pick. And the Pacers, they got Ricky Rubio. A 2022 lottery pick, a 2022 second round pick, and a 2027 second round pick. As far as this trade, um, I'm going to say that Cleveland won it. Karis LeVert's a great player. Uh, he's an emerging star. Um, you know, he, he had some heart trouble, and he he injured his leg, I believe, when he was on the Nets. And then after he injured his leg, you know, he uh, he recovered. And then they found out his medical issue. Uh, prayers out to him, and you know I hope everything's cleared up now. But he's on the Cavs, and the Cavs are a great emerging team. Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, um, and now Karis LeVert. And I, what's going on in Cleveland? I don't know if there's a way to describe it because I don't really see how it's happening. Darius Garland, I don't under, I don't really understand how he's. I mean, the the dude's basically an all star. Um, he's an he's an all star. He you know, he's definitely going to be the leading scorer in the Rising Star game if he plays. Um, but Karis LeVert and a they got a lot. They got a a second round pick, not a lottery pick. They got a second round pick. The Pacers got a lottery pick, but that second round pick. I know I just said you're not going to get a good player, but, you know, hopefully the Cavs, they don't need. Portland needs a top three scoring option. The Cavs don't need a top three scoring option because they have scoring options now. Evan Mobley, Karis LeVert, Darius Garland, all the Cavs really need is bench depth. Um, So that second round pick, that's great for them. Uh, as far as the Pacers, uh, they may have gotten burnt on this trade. Sorry, I'm checking my phone just to see any trades. Um. But the Pacers, they might have got burnt. They gave up Karis LeVert, and they got Ricky Rubio back. They did get a lottery pick out of it, though, and a second-round pick, which is 
going to be good for them. Hopefully they can pick up a nice player in this upcoming draft. Um, but, you know, moving on from that, we have a three-team trade. And it's going to get a little confusing here, so I'm just going to reiterate a few things maybe once or twice so, we, so we're clear and we know what's happening. Okay, so this is a trade between the Jazz, the Spurs, and the Blazers. The Jazz get Nickel, Alexander Walker, and they got Juancho Hernan Gomez from the Spurs. The Spurs got Thomas Sadoransky and a second-round pick, and the Blazers got Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes, and a second-round pick. Now, if I remember correctly, I do believe Elijah Hughes was a decent pick in the draft, um, and Joe Ingles, obviously. He he did hurt his leg, so he's not going to be playing anymore this season. But Joe Ingles, hopefully, eventually, um, once he comes back, will kind of return to his um, his old self. And you know, Joe Ingles is a great shooter. He's great at getting space. He's great at creating space. Great at using screens. He sees the game really well, uh, and he's a great shooter in this league. So I think out of everything, the Blazers won this trade. The Blazers are bringing in Joe Ingles for Dame. Um, that helps them out a lot. And the I think the Spurs got burned on this. Thomas Sadoransky, I mean, come on. It They basically traded Thomas Sadoransky for Juancho Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez. That's a tough word to say. But um, the Jazz... Uh, they got a good young guy, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's a good young piece. I don't think he's going to be a game changer. I don't think he's going to just completely blow the entire hierarchy of who scores on the Jazz up. But he is a great player, and he's going to do some good things for the Jazz. He's a good role player. You know, gives him a little bench depth. Depth. Uh, the Spurs, same thing. Thomas Sadoransky, he's a good backup point guard. Hopefully he doesn't start for start for them, but he is a good backup point guard. You know, add some depth to that position. Uh, Blazers, obviously, you know, Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes, and they got a second-round pick out of it. I think the Blazers definitely won this trade. Um, and that was a three-team trade between the Jazz, Spurs, and the Blazers. Now we're going to move on to a four-team trade. And that trade is the Kings, Pistons, Bucks, and Clippers. So the Kings got Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. We're just going to go team by team here. This is a four-team trade. Dante DiVincenzo, he's great. I love Dante DiVincenzo. I think he's a amazing 3-and-D guy. I think he's a great player. And he he's going to be a great piece for the Kings. Um, I, I can't wait to see what they do with him. Uh, Josh Jackson, you know, he was, he's been a sleeper. For a few years, but he kind of got picked by the wrong team and didn't really develop how he might have should, how he should have. Um, I think he has good potential. He's still a young guy. He can, he has, he he has a little bit, you know, problem with shooting. He has in the past. Trey Lyles, good player, a uh, solid, solid player. Probably going to be a bench player. Now, it is the Kings we're talking about, though, so he might start. Josh Jackson might start too. I don't think Dante DiVincenzo will start, but it'll add good depth to their bench and just, you know, mix up the rotation, get some get some starters the rest that they might need. 
the Pistons, they got Marvin Bagley. Uh, that's going to be great for the Pistons. Pistons are a, I'm not going to say they're an emerging team, but I feel like they're close. I feel like the Pistons are really close to being an, emer- being an emerging team. Uh, and Marvin Bagley is going to help them out on the inside. You know, he's a great paint defender. He's a great post scorer, and he's always been that since college. I remember watching him in college, watching the highlights. I remember watching him in high school. Um, I watched some high school highlights of him. He's a great post scorer. He can get out and he can spread the floor. He can run down the court and, you know, catch lobs, fast break, all that. Uh, the Bucks, they got some good pieces. They got Serge Ibaka and two second-round picks. And I say pieces because those second-round picks, the Bucks are in such a good position. Like I said earlier, they don't need a top-three scoring option. They already have it. They have Giannis. Okay, so they don't even need a top-two scoring option. They have Giannis. Um, but Serge Ibaka adds so much length to the Bucks' defense, and the Bucks' defense is already lengthy. I mean, Chris Middleton, Giannis, they're both really long guys. Um so that's that's going to improve their defense even more so than it, than it already is. Um as Serge Ibaka, he's he's he is an old guy, but he still has his defensive skills. He can still get a bucket every now and then on offense if he's open, you know, get a little hook shot, get you a rebound or two. And I think that's a great piece for the Bucks. The uh Clippers, they received Semi Ojale and Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood, he had a, he had another or he had a breakout year, not another breakout year. He had a breakout year a couple years ago when he was on Portland. He really showed why he was a great used to be a great player. And you know, maybe for the um Clippers, he can do the same thing. He can come out, get some buckets, you know, spread the floor, help Kawhi out. Um uh and I think Kawhi's still injured. Not sure when he's coming back, but he is still injured and I think it's the semi uh Let's talk about him a little bit. He's a decent shooter. He plays hard. He plays gritty. He plays rough. And that kind of fits the Clippers' style of play. So that's great for them. Um, and that's it for this four-team trade. Uh, to say overall who won the trade, I would have to go with the Kings or the Bucks. Now, the reason I say the Bucks. Serge Ibaka obviously adds such a great dimension to their defense, even more so <coughs> than it already is. And um, next we're going to move on to the Raptors and the Spurs. This is probably the biggest trade that has happened besides the Clippers and Trailblazers trade, which I'm just going to remind everyone was Robert Covington and Norman Powell. Clippers got them, and the Trailblazers got Eric Bledsoe and Justice Winslow. Uh, that That's probably the second biggest trade i think this is the biggest trade so far that has happened uh the raptors and and the um spurs so the raptors they get thaddeus young drew eubanks and a 2022 second round pick and that doesn't sound too big you know thaddeus young uh he he's been an all right player in the league for as long as i can remember drew eubanks i'm not sure who that is um I, you know, uh, this is, I mean, this is my job to look those people up, but uh, it's, I just, I don't know. I, he didn't really come up in my mind as somebody who I need to look up. Uh, I don't, I don't really know anything about Drew Eubanks. I know he is a young player. Uh, Thaddeus Young is not a young player. Thaddeus Young probably has a few more years left. 
But uh, moving on, the Spurs, they get Goran Dragic and 2022 first-round picks. So two 2022 first-round picks. Um, the Spurs won this trade. No doubt in my mind, Spurs won the trade. Um, and as far as what Goran Dragic might, Dragic might bring to the Spurs, um, I think he's going to bring a great element to their offense. Goran Dragic is a he's a great scorer. He's a great floor general. He manages the game well. And when he was on the Heat, obviously, um, he was a key part in their offense and a key part in orchestrating their offense. And I think for the Spurs, they have a lot of young players. And I think he'll be able to play some good minutes, uh, teach some, teach the young guys a few things about you know, the point guard position. And the Spurs won this trade. They got also got 2022 first-round picks out of it, which is great for them. That is great. Um, but as far as any other trades, we have the Celtics and the Magic. And this isn't a big trade. Um, a lot of people like Bol Bol because he's Bol Bol. You know, he's a tall dude, uh, can shoot the rock. Um, but this isn't really a big trade. Uh, I think the reason the Celtics made this trade is Bol Bol and PJ Dozer are out for the season. I'm going to go through the trade here. Celtics get a second round pick and the Magic get PJ, PJ Dozer and Bol Bol and a second round pick. But Bol Bol and PJ Dozier are both out for the season. So that's not really going to bring anything to the Magic as far as uh, this year. Maybe next year. You know, it'll bring some flavor to their offense because Lord knows that they need it. Um, uh, it's, it's bad. Um, but as far as everything else, that is all the trades that have happened so far. Um, so now we're going to go through some uh, NFL news. Uh, the Texans got a new Texans got a new head coach and the Dolphins got a new head coach. The Dolphins' new head coach is Mike McDaniel. I believe that is his name. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Um, and I don't really know a lot about Mike McDaniel and his credentials. Um, he's, he's a good guy. Uh, oh, I'm, I missed a trade. I am so sorry. Don... Um, Sabonis. Sabonis got traded, and I believe he got traded to, I'm just going to look here, but as I'm looking, I'm going to continue talking about the NFL. Um, the Kings, I mean, not the Kings, sorry, the Texans, they, they hired a new head coach, and their head coach, I really can't remember his name, if you want me to be honest with you. But um, once again, back to the NBA. Sorry, I had, I had to find this trade because it's a, it's a big trade. Um, Sabonis got sent to the Kings, and Tyrese Halliburton got sent to the Pacers. Uh, that is a that I lied. That that's the biggest that's the biggest trade. Um, 
No doubt, that's the biggest trade. Uh, the Pacers they traded Sabon. They traded Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb to Sacramento, and the Pacers got back Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson. This is the biggest trade of of so far, um, and it's it's a, I think it's a great thing. For the Pacers, they got back some great pieces. Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, great scores, great pieces. Um, and I don't really know what else to say about that. Uh, I also missed another trade. I'm sorry, I'm I'm way behind on these trades. Uh, and, and as I'm saying this, another trade just happened. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. The Blazers received Josh Hart and... 2022 protected first-round picks, and the Pelicans received C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell. So C.J. McCollum's out. That's why I didn't mention him earlier when – because I knew he got traded. I just didn't click in my mind to look for the trade. Um, And C.J. McCollum, he's a great guard. He's a great guy. And at the end of the day – the the uh Pacers the Pacers won their trade and the Pelicans won their trade you know the Pacers they got Tyrese Halliburton Buddy Hield Pelicans they got CJ McCollum to go along with Zion and next year hopefully when Zion comes back it's going to be a great thing to watch them uh and it was desperately needed for the Pelicans to make this trade. Um, the Pelicans started one for twelve uh, this this year, and you know they they've kind of made a, a a resurgence as far as their play. But this trade is going to help them out. And Damian Lillard is being left out to dry in Portland. Left out to dry. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, the Pacers, they also sent... Uh, I went through this. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting a little jumbled up here. All these trades, you know, I'm just trying to go through them all real quick. Uh, oh, big trade. Big trade just happened. So, James Harden is being sent to the Sixers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. So... Philadelphia got James Harden, and the Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond, as far as player-wise. The Nets are also including Paul Millsap in the deal, so Paul Millsap is also being sent to the 76ers, but that's a major trade. Um, James Harden on Philly, that's going to make them the most dangerous team in the East. James Harden, Joel Embiid, and all the surrounding pieces they have, all the young pieces they have, they're going to be the most dangerous team. They're going to be the team to look out for, and we might have another favorite for, to come out of the East. James Harden, even though his play has been slacking this year, he's a great player, no doubt in my mind. As far as the impact that Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond are going to have on the Nets, the Nets get much-needed inside help, much-needed inside defense, much-needed inside help with Andre Drummond. Seth Curry is a great shooter. He'll stretch the fuller out for him. And Ben Simmons is just an overall game manager, which at this point I think they need because Kyrie Irving is not a game manager and neither is Kevin Durant. 
Um, and that's just about everything as far as trades so far that I'm seeing. Um, just to recap, James Harden is being sent to the Sixers, and Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond are being sent to the Nets. That's a major, major trade. I think James Harden is going to have a great impact on the Sixers. And, you know, this is really a trade that a lot of people saw coming a lot earlier. Uh, a lot of people predicted that James Harden would be on the 76ers because of his great relationship with the Sixers staff, uh, the GM. Uh, and we're just going to move on from this. Uh, I can't really say anything else about it. Ben Simmons, uh, I'm going to go back, actually. Ben Simmons, I, I don't know. I don't know what Ben Simmons is going to look like when he plays. But Ben Simmons, I, I'm i a Nets fan, for, strictly for Kyrie Irving. But I don't know what Ben Simmons is going to bring to the team. Besides game management, I, I can't really see because he's not a shooter. We did get a shooter, though, Seth Curry. You know, he's, he's a great shooter. I say we. The Nets got a shooter. Uh, and... We're just going to preview the Super Bowl here. We're going to wrap it up. Um, as far as the Super Bowl, Bengals and Rams. Uh, Joe Burrow, amazing player. Uh, Matt Stafford, amazing player. Both these teams seem to, seem to have a lot of respect for each other, which I think is going to make it even more of a better game. Um, Cooper Cup versus Eli Apple. That's been a, for some reason, highly anticipated matchup. Cooper Cup's going to destroy Eli Apple. Eli Apple's not even a top 10 corner in the league. He, I know he was talking a lot of trash at the end of the, of the game, but he, he's not going to do anything to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's going to run right by him and score a touchdown. So the Bengals are going to have trouble on offense and defense because that Rams D-line does not quit. And the Bengals' offensive line, they do quit. So it's going to be a struggle. For the Bengals to try to maintain a pocket for Joe Burrow and maintain him some time to get the ball out to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, or whatever he, whoever he wants to hit, Joe Mixon. Um, as far as the run game, for the Bengals, the run game might be shut down. I have a bad feeling it's going to be shut down because that O-line, it, it doesn't look good. I'm telling you, when the Bucks and the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl, what happened to Patrick Mahomes? He ran for his life the entire game. I have a bad feeling Joe Burrow is going to experience that same thing. Bad feeling. Because Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, they don't quit. They're coming for you. Uh, and just to wrap it all up here, I'm going to give my prediction. I'm not going to predict the score because I'm not really into that. But I do think, even though I just said all of that, I think the Bengals are going to win. I want the Bengals to win. The Bengals are a special team. Joe Burrow has had a underdog rookie year. I mean, underdog MVP year. Uh, he he has the. I mean, I think he's a top candidate for MVP. The dude has played amazing all year, but nobody really talked about it until he had that 500-something yard game, until Jamar Chase had that amazing game. That's when they really flipped the league upside down. And they let everybody know they were here. And now in the Super Bowl, and they're announcing that they're coming for it. You know, they're coming for it. And Matt Stafford better be ready. I think the Bengals are going to win. 
Uh, I think OBJ, I hope he has a good game. There's a lot of players on the Rams that I would hope get a, get a ring, but I, I, won't, I want Joe Burrow to get a ring. I, he's special. He's going to be a talent in the league for years to come, and I, I can't wait. It's going to be a great game, hopefully, and make sure you all follow on Twitter at, at Chilton Sports Official to get updates, maybe get some thoughts about what's happening around the leagues, NFL, NBA, you know, around the leagues. And just thank you, everybody, for the support, and I'll see you all next time.